Hey, sweet listeners, you've tuned into the NetSuite Podcast, and I'm Ian McHugh, a host of this podcast and Senior Content Marketing Manager at NetSuite. Today, we're talking to JJ Pace, CFO at Flooring Installer Service Pros Installation Group. Over the last decade, the company has become Lowe's largest flooring installer. JJ details the founder's deep industry experience and why they decided to partner with large home improvement retailers. He explains how 50% average annual growth strained QuickBooks Enterprise and slowed down the business's accounting team. That eventually signaled a clear need for a true ERP system, and JJ walks through the organization's selection process. He describes why NetSuite was a better choice for ServicePro's installation group than Sage Intact and shares some of the biggest benefits since moving to NetSuite. That includes eliminating hours of manual data entry every week and closing the books almost 50% faster. JJ then gets into ServicePro's plans for NetSuite OneWorld, a solution for multi-subsidiary and multinational businesses. He goes on to offer insights on how the business might achieve its goal of becoming the premier service provider in the Lowe's network, including the potential of moving into new home services. JJ closes by providing advice to both aspiring CFOs and those who have recently stepped into the top finance role. He also explains how they can provide real value for their organizations. Stay tuned. All of that and more is coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. So JJ, to get us started today, could you just tell us a little bit about ServicePro's installation group? I know you were founded 10 years ago by a husband and wife team, and they started out installing uh, hardwood flooring. But what was kind of the initial vision for the business, would you say? So uh, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year. Very exciting times for us. David and Amanda Stoffel started the business uh, 10 years ago. David started installing hardwood floors himself uh, over 25 years ago. Uh, Eventually, he secured a contract for a big orange retailer. And soon after, they transitioned from installing the flooring themselves to managing the subcontractors that installed flooring for them. Service Pros was founded to specifically target the Lowe's retailer um, instead of the big orange one. And David started that 10 years ago. And you, you mentioned, you know, the, the partnerships with some of these really big name retailers are, are obviously important to the business, kind of central to the business model. Do you have a sense of why they went that route? Why did it make sense to, to partner with some of these big box stores? So the big box stores allows flooring installers to uh, scale without having to find every single new customer. Essentially, the big box retailer is the sales and marketing arm, and Service Pros is the installation side of the business. Lowe's is, is in the business to sell products, and some of those products need to be installed, so that's where we come in. We help Lowe's sell their products. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And and did that turn out to be kind of like a, a smart decision, maybe a key decision in, in terms of the business's growth and its potential from that point forward, deciding to, to work with Lowe's? Absolutely. Um, Home Depot, uh, the big orange retailer, was the first large customer that, that David uh, reached out to. And Home Depot went through what was called a consolidation. And they essentially weeded out the smaller installers. So when David saw that happening with Home Depot, he thought, hey, we're in Charlotte. Lowe's is based in Charlotte. Why can't we do it in Charlotte with Lowe's? So uh, decided to pivot and move towards Lowe's as a customer. And now we are the largest flooring installation provider for Lowe's in the country. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And and you've been with the company for, I think, about nine years now. Could you just share a little bit about maybe the growth you've seen in, in your time with, with service pros? Yeah, so it's been it's been quite a ride. Um, we've averaged a CAGR of over 52% over the last nine years, uh, which is quite a run. Uh, we've grown from uh, two locations to 68 across 20 states. And CAGR being compound annual growth, growth rate. rate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's CFO talk. <laughs> um, and and. I can't remember if you mentioned it there, but how many stores do you do you service today? How many Lowe's stores? We service approximately one third of all the Lowe's stores in the country. Wow! And you know, you might have touched on this a little bit, JJ, but um, what what types of flooring are we talking about here? Like, does the business have a particular focus in the types of flooring it installs, or the types of properties it it services, uh, remodels versus new builds, anything like that? So we service uh, any customer of Lowe's. So if Lowe's sells the product, we install it. Anything from carpet to flooring, hardwoods, vinyl, tile, uh, all the products that Lowe's sells, we install. And Lowe's is primarily a retailer focused on uh, homeowners and the homeowner remodel. So that's our primary market as well. Most of our jobs are completed in one to two days. Are there occasionally uh, commercial properties in there, or bigger buildings maybe that, that work with Lowe's or is that not too common? Uh, there are Lowe's has really pushed into the the pro side of the business now, mm-hmm. and they've uh, they've reached out to a lot of contractors and builders, so they're mo- much more focused on that than they used to be. However, a, a vast majority of our business is still the the homeowner. And and moving in a little bit slightly different direction for a second here, JJ. I know that you you've been in finance for for quite a while. You were a controller for a long time at a number of different companies. How did kind of those experiences? prepare you to be, you know, a CFO for for the first time at, at Service Bros installation? They were very instrumental in me being able to grow into the CFO role at Service Pros. I really believe in having a very diverse background helps you see businesses in a different manner. And bringing that different ideas and, and different um, backgrounds and business models to my current role has helped me succeed and helped us grow Service Pros uh, over the past nine years. Yeah, yeah, that's great, and it certainly makes sense. So, moving moving back into the business and kind of this relationship with Lowe's. So, obviously, you know, you mentioned how important Lowe's has been to um, the the company in terms of its success and and its growth. What challenges did you kind of start to see as a finance team as that partnership grew, as um, you know, Lowe's sales and and your work therefore kind of kept increasing. Yeah, we um, as we grew, one of the hardest thing, things for us was scaling the finance side of the business, the infrastructure. Uh, we do a lot of very relatively small transactions. Our jobs are in and out in a day or two, and we do a lot of them every week. So our, our, we have to be as, efficiently, as efficient as possible whenever we are processing our transactions. And you, you mentioned how much the, the company's grown did COVID and, and kind of the surge and uh, home renovations, you know, real estate, all that stuff, did that um, play a, a big role in in the company's more recent growth, let's say, in the last couple of years? It did. Um, 2021, we performed uh, 20% more installations than we did in any previous year. Uh, the volume was tremendous uh, because of COVID and people being home and locked in their houses and needing something to do. So a flooring upgrade is a pretty easy uh, upgrade relative to other remodels, and it makes a big impact on a house. Yeah, I can uh, attest to that as as I put some some tile in my bathroom last year, so <laughs> I was I was part of that. Did, did you go Lowe's? 
I, I, I did it myself, actually, oh, with, oh. with the help of my dad, but okay. uh, wouldn't recommend. I think I would hire <laughs> someone next time. <laughs> Tile's one of, the, one of the harder floors to install. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and so, you, you know, you, you mentioned some of the, the issues you're running into. Um, I know the, the business was on QuickBooks Enterprise um, before you, you guys made the move to NetSuite. What were some of the, you say, major limitations with that system, and what kind of problems did it maybe start to cause? The biggest limitation for us with QuickBooks Enterprise was the the file size. You are limited in number of transactions and the file size within QuickBooks Enterprise, and we were quickly uh, reaching the maximum size. The larger the file got, the slower the system responded, and our employees became frustrated with our slow response times or sitting waiting for the uh, entries to load. It just became a very frustrating time for us, and we knew that we had to make an upgrade. Would you say some of this was kind of related to like scalability with the business growing and, you know, it was good before, but it's not now. It just couldn't like in terms of volume of transactions and business you're processing. Was that kind of part of what was causing issues with QuickBooks? Yes, absolutely. The, the number of transactions, the volume we did. So we will have roughly 5000 transactions a week that we have to process. And as we process those, each one adds to the file size and uh, eventually it just got too big for QuickBooks. How did six out of the top seven best-performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code. So JJ, when you kind of knew it was time for for something new, you needed a better way to to manage your finances, how did you earn that buy-in internally for a a new ERP system? And was it maybe a you know, an uphill battle, or was it something that people realized, yeah, we need this, let's do it? It was something that was uh, that was recognized pretty early on. Uh, the owner, David Stoffel, he is a big proponent of technology. We built our own homegrown software. He invested in that prior to us investing in NetSuite. So uh, when I said it was time to upgrade to a new uh, ERP, he said, okay, let's go. And uh, that was pretty much the way it was. And just a, a little bit of an aside here, but but why is the owner a proponent of technology? Is it something that he just kind of learned early in his career? Is it his age, his personality? A uh, li- little bit of, of all of the above. He talks about the three Ps, people, process, and technology. And he invests in his people, he invests in the process, and he invests in technology. Yep, definitely good uh, rules of thumb there. And so you know you need a new ERP. It's time to kind of choose what you're going to go with. Tell me a little bit about what that selection process looked like. What were some of the other vendors you looked into, and how did you kind of evaluate them on on whether they could help your business or not? So we went out to the market and we looked at the top um, accounting ERP softwares back in 2019. We started with around six companies and went through a year-long evaluation process. We ended up narrowing the field down to NetSuite and Intact based on uh, the company needs, uh, the cost, and the scalability of of the softwares. We knew there was growth coming. We wanted to make sure that we invested in the appropriate software for the future growth of the company. And I know that uh, one of the solutions you looked into was was Sage Intact. Where did maybe NetSuite stand apart from Sage Impact Intact in particular, or where did that system you feel like just not uh, fit your your needs as well? So there were two areas in particular where NetSuite really pulled ahead. Uh, the first was easy use. NetSuite was much more user friendly and intuitive than than Intact was at that time. The uh, user interface and the similarities to uh, QuickBooks made it an easy transition for us. 
Secondly, uh, corporate backing was also very important for us. Uh, we were sold on the power of Oracle's investment in NetSuite as a partner. We wanted to make the decision to move accounting softwares, not just for where the business was in 2019, but also the future of the business. And Oracle has continued to invest heavily in NetSuite, and we're very comfortable with their future investment as well. Yeah, that's something I hear quite a bit, I'd say, about the, the backing of Oracle, and I definitely see why that, that makes a difference to to our, our customers. Um, so you're up and running on this this new system in, in NetSuite once you kind of got live. What were some of the biggest improvements you noticed right away, either as CFO or maybe things you heard from your team um, that were easier or better than before? The biggest improvement for us was in our efficiency. Um, we utilize a homegrown system uh, as a CRM that integrates with Lowe's. At the time, we were hand-keying all of our bills and invoices and and upload instead of uploading them into uh, NetSuite. Hand-keying them in QuickBooks takes a lot of time. We were able to extract the data uh, from our homegrown CRM and upload that data in batch files uh, into NetSuite, which saved us many, many hours of data entry uh, every week just to process our AP and AR. And one thing we don't maybe talk about as much with uh, things like improvements around AP and AR is, you know, maybe it makes your employees a little happier. They enjoy their work more. Do you feel like that's been an impact of it, that they're not kind of stuck doing these tasks that maybe aren't the most exciting or, or fun? <laughs> that, that's one way to put it, yes. Uh, we talk uh, in our finance team about being value-add. And we add value whenever we provide information to the operations team and the business that allows the business to uh, run better, make better decisions, and allows people to have an impact. When they're doing data entry, we really don't have the ability to do that. So we're able to take the, the skill set that our team has and, and value add for the business in a way that we weren't able to before. Yeah, and I think that's especially important now. You just hear about not only labor shortages, but it seems like finance professionals. There's a severe shortage of them, so you need to, to make the most of the people you have. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Um, and another thing that you know we often talk about when we think about AP and AR and all that, and another very basic part of accounting is, is closing the books. NetSuite helped you there at all, whether it was cutting on the time it took or, or just making it a less, uh, I mean, a, a less manual, maybe challenging process than it, than it was before? It, it did a number of things for us. The first thing that it did is it, it allowed us to uh, close each section of the books independently. So we close our AR, close our AP, and then close our GL, which we weren't able to do in QuickBooks Enterprise at that time. We're also able to make sure that we are processing our uh, AP and AR more timely than we were in the past. So we were able to accelerate our uh, close process from 15 days down to where we're at now eight days. And when you say close the books for these different places, are those different locations that, that Service Pros has that are that are each kind of need to be closed every month? Yes. Yeah, so each of our locations run it runs its own independent PL. So we have sixty eight locations and sixty eight different PLs within our uh, NetSuite system. Could I ask why that is? Why do you run them independently? Is it advantageous in some way or just easier? Does it make more sense? Uh, I'm sure that there's reasons that I don't quite understand as a, as a finance newbie that, that you uh, have good reasoning behind? So it's the way that our business is structured. Uh, each of those locations has a manager and each of those managers have regional managers and there are uh, directors above the regional managers. So each of those locations and each of the, we call them workrooms, uh, runs its own P&L so we know how they're performing. Gotcha. And, and kind of along those the same lines, I know that um, you recently added the NetSuite One World module, which is you know, something that we see a lot with either multi-subsidiary or international businesses. Could you tell us a little bit about the need for that 
product and, and some of the pain points that um, it may be will address because I'm not sure that you're you're using it fully yet. That's true. Uh, we bought One World with the intention to move other operating companies onto that platform. Uh, the owner of Service Pros also has two other operating companies, and we will be transitioning the first of those two onto NetSuite and One World uh, starting in Q1 of 2023. And are those other businesses related to um, the the kind of core business of, of Service Pros, or are they something else? They're in construction. Okay. Uh, one of the businesses is a fire, flood, mold remediation company, emergency services, and the other is a uh, flooring installation company that is focused on customers outside of Lowe's. And was that a is that a newer venture, something that he, he just kind of started more recently? Uh, both of those companies have been around for around the same time as Service Pros, okay. same length of time as Service Pros. And they were just running independently, not on NetSuite before this? Correct. Gotcha. Yes. We talked about how you just added One World, but, but looking even a little bit more into the future, let's say, do you have uh, plans to add any other pieces to your, to your NetSuite suite, if you will, or, or any products um, that, that you could see at least being on the potential horizon? Uh, we're looking at the budgeting module right now. Uh, that is a, an area where we are really keen on, on dialing in our financials and our budget to actual. So we currently utilize Excel for some of those things, but we're looking at the budgeting module within NetSuite for hopefully next year. And that's NetSuite planning and budgeting, right? That, Correct. That product. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Service Pros installation has obviously had a, a ton of success, you know, going back 10 years. And then even before that, the company's seen a lot of growth, worked with a lot of different big, big name retailers and, and just, you know, had a lot of success. You guys have a, many locations. I think you told me everywhere from New Mexico to the East Coast. So that, that's quite the range there. Um, but what's kind of the plan moving forward? How do you keep growing, keep expanding and just kind of building on that very, very solid foundation of success that you have? So right now we're focused on the Lowe's customers. We want to be the premier service provider in the Lowe's network, whether it be for flooring or um, any other installed product. We want to be the premier uh, provider. We need to execute daily at the highest level possible. And as we continue to do that, which we have done now for the past few years very well, um, we expect there to be more growth opportunities for service pros uh, by servicing the customers. And does that, uh, it seems like maybe you alluded to it there, but does that mean moving beyond flooring potentially too, to, to other aspects of the home, should we say? Definitely uh, a possibility for us. Essentially, we are a uh, flooring labor subcontractor. So we are a subcontracting labor management company. And if we can do it for flooring, we can do it for other products as well. Do you have any shorter long-term goals about how you want to expand this relationship with Lowe's? Are there goals for a number of locations we want to add per year or areas we want to be in, regions we want to be in that we aren't in yet, anything like that? So we don't have any we don't have any specific targets. We want to be there when Lowe's needs us. That's how we've expanded in the past and that's how we plan to expand in the future. There are a number of providers that do what we do. Uh, we are the largest and we believe we do it the best and we have the the scores and the numbers to back that up. And whenever Lowe's needs us, we're ready to move wherever they need us. And one of the, the last things I'll ask you here, JJ, is just, you know, if you were to look back on the business since, since you've been, it, been with it, um, do you think it could be where it is today if you were still running on, on QuickBooks Enterprise? <laughs> um, sorry, that's, a, that's kind of a funny question because the answer is absolutely not. There is no way that we would be able to do what we do 
how we do it as efficiently as we do it if we were still on um, QuickBooks Enterprise. We have uh, grown the company uh, over 50% a year on average in the, over the past nine years that I've been there. And uh, our accounting team is the same size that it was whenever we were half the size that we are now. And we're able to do things just better, faster, more efficiently with NetSuite than we can ever even hope to accomplish with QuickBooks. And JJ, just as we kind of start to wrap up here, as a CFO, first of all, I guess, what would be your advice for someone who's in a little bit more junior role right now, who's, you know, hopes to one day be in that, that CFO seat? How do you think they can get there? What should they maybe do to, uh, to, to help them along that journey? Great question. The Biggest advice I would give to somebody who's who's aspiring to be a CFO or looks to make the, the leap in the in their career or, or hopes to make that leap sometime in the future is to invest in themselves, um, invest in uh, personal development and personal growth, and also to understand that uh, being a CFO or being a, a financial professional in today's world is much different than it used to be. It used to be you were in charge of closing the books, and uh, it's so much more than that now. You need to make sure that you're adding value for the rest of the organization or the organization that you support. What does that look like for you? Like, what is what's a way maybe you feel like you add value, or or you look up to CFOs that have really added value to their organization? So, some of the things that we look at uh, from our side is, is we look at the each individual facility and we slice and dice our data so that it makes sense to our team. We have what we call financial levers that our operational team can pull, and those are things that really move the needle. And all of our operational team, our directors, they understand the levers and how they impact their business. And each of them has grown into a having a more uh, a more thorough, a deeper understanding of finance based on the training that I've given them and that people on my team have given them. So it was really bringing their finance knowledge up uh, helps them run their sides of the organization. Yeah, I think those are great, great points and I uh, really appreciate the, the detail there. And then last question for you, what about someone who um, is recently, you know, recently took a job as a CFO and it's their first time doing it? What would be maybe your, your one or two pieces of advice for them? One or two pieces of advice for new CFOs would be uh, invest in your team. The better people you have on your team, the more you'll be able to add value to your organization. As a CFO, one of my jobs is to be able to see into the future, be able to anticipate problems before they occur, and then I need to make sure that my team is headed in, in the right in the same direction. Uh, we're all rowing in the same direction. So as for advice for uh, new CFOs, invest in your team, get good people on your team, and make sure they have complementary skills. Um, our people in accounting and finance tend to be uh, more buttoned up and tend to be more rule followers. But sometimes you also need some people who are, are rule breakers on your team and they'll bring a different perspective and it's good to have different perspectives on your team. Yeah, yeah, definitely love that. Well, thank you so much, JJ, for joining us today and uh, yeah, really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I love that guidance for CFOs. We hear so much about how the CFO role has evolved and really grown in importance and JJ provides some great ideas there on how you can capitalize on that opportunity. Surface Pros has also proved that sometimes it's the businesses you never think of, the ones that operate behind the scenes that have the most potential. Not only is the flooring installer growing very quickly, but those other operating companies JJ mentioned also have very bright futures. Thanks so much to JJ for joining us on this episode of the podcast. I also want to extend another thank you over to our editing crew at Lampstand, and as always, 
all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.